Be advised that the information presented today is general in nature and does not take into consideration the listener's individual circumstances. Therefore, it is not intended to be a substitute for specific, individualized financial, legal, or tax advice. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a final decision. Grace Financial Partners offers investment advisory services and is registered with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the advisory firm by the SEC, nor does it indicate that the advisory firm has attained a particular level of skill or ability. Hello and welcome to the Greece Financial Partners podcast. I'm Rob Herman here along with my colleague, Ken Brodkowitz. We wanna cover in 10 minutes or less today, a little bit about the, uh, the GameStop mania and, uh, and what's happened uh, over the last several days with Robinhood and other platforms. And as it relates to the short squeeze with hedge funds, we wanna cover that for a couple minutes. We also wanna talk about the vaccines, J&J, Novavax, and the South African variant and what it means. And overall, with both of those things in mind, a, a refresh on the market outlook. We'll keep it short. There's a lot to cover. As always, uh, if you have further questions, contact Ken or myself or your client advisor. So with that, Ken, uh, let's start with talking about GameStop mania. It's the question that's going around. Everybody's asking us um, what's evolved with uh, the, the, the short squeeze and the recent uh, limits that Robinhood's put on traders. Where are we now with, with this whole GameStop conversation, GameStop and related stocks? So first, get, uh, well, to answer that, I have to give a little bit of, of history and we'll keep this brief because clearly we could spend an hour on this topic. First of all, this is a sad situation right now because GameStop is trading at $330 a share and it's worth somewhere between $30 and $50 a share. And most of the purchases that have happened have been in the 300. So sadly, I think a lot of people are going to lose a lot of money on this. Essentially what happened is most of you know to some degree now, the Reddit community basically searched out companies that had high short interest ratios. And all that means is the number of shares sold short relative to the total number of shares is very high. For GameStop, which is ground zero for this whole incident, the short interest ratio was actually over 100, which meaning more shares were sold short than actually were in existence. So the ratio was about 140% or so. So it was very ripe for a short squeeze. And obviously, you know, the early adopters of people that got into this trade early made a lot of money. It has since morphed into other names, Bed Bath & Beyond, Coffs, American Airlines, AMC Theaters. And it's look, it's essentially a classic short squeeze um, that has caught a lot of very prominent hedge funds off guard where they were short a significant amount of these shares and have been forced to cover because they just didn't have enough cash or carry or margin to continue with the trade. So look, our view is that over time, stocks trade where they should trade. You know, we think these stocks that are way elevated over time are gonna go down. We obviously don't know, don't know the timing of that at all, but you know, we think over the next couple of months, you know, things will go back, go back to normal. Um, it has very much disrupted the markets. The market has lost a significant amount of confidence because of this. Clearly, you know, the SEC's job and Congress to a lesser extent is to have fully functioning markets that are efficient and where people have confidence in them. And right now that confidence has, has shaken a little bit. So it's going to be interesting to see what comes from regulators um, over the next couple of weeks or months or so. In terms of what happened with Robinhood, look, two days ago, TD Ameritrade, Schwab, Fidelity and some of the other brokerage firms um, stopped trading in AMC and GameStop. Robinhood did it yesterday. 
obviously there's tremendous outrage where certain professional institutional traders could still trade the stocks, but retail investors couldn't. Obviously, that's unfair. Robinhood did it because of balance sheet issues, right? They have to maintain their own margins and they have to protect their own assets and, and capital. So they didn't really have a choice. It's obviously not being spun that way, but you know, there was nothing else they could they could essentially do. So this is a very messy situation. You know, it reminds us a lot of the flash crash that happened a, a while ago. It won't last forever, but it is one of the reasons why volatility has increased in the market. And as we talk about market outlook, it's, we think it's a reason that volatility will stay high, you know, for the near future. Uh, thanks, Kenny. And I think it's fair to say our perspective on this is that uh, it's not going to be pretty whoever's left holding the bag here and, and losing money ultimately. And as you said, in terms of the market, it's never a good thing when a, when a stock is trading at prices aren't reflective of its true value anywhere close to it in the case of GameStop. So we'll continue to monitor the situation. Moving on to vaccines, um, let's talk a little bit about how things keep evolving. J&J, um, &J, Novavax, and also the South African variant of, of the virus. Um, where do you think things stand as we speak now and how they may evolve over the next couple of weeks? So this is actually, in my opinion, very, very good news. Let's start with Novavax. Novavax in general was 86% effective against th this virus. Now, if you just went to the US strain, they were 96% effective, which was higher than Moderna and higher than Pfizer. Remember when Pfizer and Moderna came out, we didn't really have the UK variant or the South African variant. So this vaccine is extremely effective against the South African variant, and remember, Novavax did their study in South Africa, it was roughly 49% effective overall. If you take out HIV patients, it was 60% effective. So very, very positive. Obviously, the 60% sounds a little bit scary, but remember, and we'll, when we get to J&J, we'll talk about it too, no incidence of death and no incidence of hospitalization. So yes, there are still some people that got the virus, but the effect of it was was much less than what, what would have happened if you had not had the vaccine. So Novavax was extremely positive. It's gonna take a while for them to come out in the United States unless the FDA lets them use their UK data in the US, remains to be seen, but it is good news. On the J&J &J side, obviously the headline number looks a little bit disappointing, roughly 66% or 72% efficacy, depending on how you look at it, but again, 85% against severe reactions, mild and severe reactions, and 100% against death and hospitalizations. So in terms of keeping the hospitals from overflowing and letting businesses open, again, good enough. J&J, &J, not perfect and unclear how long their effects will last, but good enough that it, that it is worth taking. So we view these as good news. It's a little overmatched today by what's going on with GameStop and the like but we're, we're very encouraged by what we saw. One thing I just cautioned on, Novavax in their study basically said, if you have gotten COVID previously, you are not protected necessarily from the South African variant. So clearly, you know, more people are gonna need to take the vaccines than we originally thought. So the quicker we can get J&J &J and Novavax to market along with uh, Pfizer and Moderna, the better. Thanks, Kenny. And and at, at the end of the day, I think that it's clear this is a complicated equation, but you dig beyond the, the initial headline 
um, some good news baked in there, which is a good segue in our remaining two minutes to talk a little bit in the context of GameStop um, and related uh, short squeeze um, and the vaccine news and the broader tenor of the markets. You know, what what quick uh, notes do you want to put out there as it relates to market outlook with that and other pieces of the puzzle in context? So, look, obviously, we just had our, our call last week. And what we said there, just to reiterate, was we're still bullish on the market because interest rates are going to remain low for a long period of time. And there's a lot of uh, fiscal stimulus coming. We did caution, however, that we thought we were toppy near term and we expected, you know, sideways to somewhat down action in the short term with increased volatility. The events of this week, notwithstanding the positive vaccine news, uh, just reiterates that stance that we do think you know, volatility is here for the foreseeable future. We would not be su surprised, even though the market had a bad week, to see some further near-term selling, but we think it'll be controlled and contained. February after a new president is typically one of the worst months of the year. So we're watching, but we think the, these are uh, sell-offs to buy because of all the stimulus, the low interest rates, and the positive vaccine news, and eventually the reopening of the economy that's to come. Great, thanks. And, and obviously, these are complex subjects. Um, we're happy to schedule a call, reach out to your advisor if you'd like to talk further to us um, about any of these subjects. Uh, don't hesitate. And this has been your 10-minute or less podcast. We look forward to keeping you posted. We'll continue to monitor uh, the markets closely and look forward to being in touch. Thanks very much.